0: I'm Brian from Small Sun Big Sun, and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing? Good. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm good. I'm hanging out. It's a Thursday. We just spun the wheel of pedals. Yep. Uh, we have a hayme- haymaker from Caroline on there. Uh, it didn't go away, so it's going to be there the next time. Mm-hmm. And also... Uh, there's going to be a seraphim from New Neighbor on there next time. Yep, uh, we got that in the mail today, and I didn't want to put a new sponsored pedal on the wheel uh, before people had a chance to send in their stuff to win it, so we got pushed back to the next the next spin.
0: Yeah, which will be uh, probably to, around September, something like that. Like the first week of September.
1: It'll be in September. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm willing to say that. Uh do we
0: have anything new to talk about other than that? Nope. Oh, uh we got our Sacred Cow back from Mojo Hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Finally I, got that thing sent in for the uh treble treble bleed fix. Yeah, it had a uh, it had a, a bypass
1: issue and we're not I'm not like super huge into true bypass. Right. When you don't need it, but uh the original run of the Sacred Cow from Mojo Hand definitely uh, it definitely had some tone suck when bypassed.
0: Yeah, um, it actually took them. They repaired it like right away, and then they sat on it, and then I finally emailed them I was like, "Hey, um, I forgot to put instructions in the bag." Oh, to where to send it? To where to re- for return shipping? <laughs> and so I got an email back that was saying that just said like, "Oh yeah, we just sent like we sat on it for like two weeks, and you never emailed us." Oh my god! So um, we just sent it back to like the return shipping on the. Mail like on you know on your right on the packaging on the packaging, so uh I, I hope that's the right address right
1: right because they don't know if you're like a touring musician or something right
0: like that. or if I you know bought it off of Reverb
1: and said send it to these guys right first, right so we su- we super lagged on sending this thing back because we we found out like pretty close after doing the demo yeah. for it yeah and the word was going on going around about it and it was kind of a weird whole situation because. Like a month after we did that demo, uh, the owner of Mojo Hand sold the uh, the company to Cusack. Right. To to uh, Cusack Music. Right. So
0: Cusack is they're handling all that stuff now. Uh huh. Um, when you email Mojo Hand, like you get an email back from Mojo Hand slash Cusack pedals. Right. Right. Um, but but they got. I think I messaged them on our sent. Like I used our contact form. I think I sent it on either a Thursday or a Friday. Which, if it was a Friday, that's traditionally like the worst day to send, right. send an email to a company, and I got a response. I think the following Monday. So I was pretty impressed by uh, they're on top of that things. response. Yeah, that's that cool. cool. I'm definitely looking forward to getting it back on my board. I was going to use it this week, but uh, my uh, my setup changed. So I don't know if I'm going to be. I might just play electric guitar anyway. I think you should. I think that's. I think that would be. You found out recently
1: that you're going to be leading. Uh, uh, church worship on yeah. Sunday. I think the, the, the sacred cow would be a great, uh, kind of light, always on, always on light grit, uh, kind of strummy sort of pedal. Yeah. Actually, I was super bummed that that thing had the, uh, the bypass issues. Cause I thought it sounded really, really great. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah. forward to playing around with it again. Well, on a lot I, of think, ca- I think it was, it's one of my favorite, uh, Clon style pedals that's yeah. been sent to us.
0: A lot of guys who bought them didn't even bother sending them in for to get them fixed, even if they had the issue because they are using them as always-on pedals. Mm. So they're just like, whatever.
1: Right. And if you're using a, a bypass looper, then just like you don't even need yeah. to worry about uh, it either. Yeah.
0: That's true. But yeah.
1: Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that again. I hope you have fun with it. Yep. And uh, uh, let's get into... Oh, let's let's do some uh, housekeeping.
0: Oh here. yeah, uh, we got a new person in the inner circle, uh, Mark Rokowski. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh huh. So yeah, that's that. Have you gotten
1: uh, him all lined up with getting in the group and
0: everything? And I couldn't find him on. No, you know what? I think he's in the group. Is if he he's now? not in the group?
1: Uh, I don't remember seeing the proper initiation.
0: Then I sent him a friend request that he hasn't responded to.
1: Mark, if you're listening. Respond to their friend request, or if if Steve sent it to the wrong person, uh, message us and let's Hold get you. On. I am friends with him. Let's get you lined Have up. I not put him in? Steve, do oh. your due diligence oh, over here. Oh
0: my gosh, I'm doing the diligence. Have you sent out stickers yet, Steve? No. Damn it, Steve. I've, dude, I barely got that <laughs> stuff in. <laughs> well, I had to freaking go buy postage. I had to go buy go get envelopes. I had to get all the labels. But our return our return shipping labels on those envelopes are cool. I dropped the 60 cycle Home logo on them. Nice. So cool. Um, they look very good. Um, apparently, I didn't add them. Into the so it sounds
1: like you're getting you're getting close to ready to send stickers close. out.
0: Some of it's been held up because I know there are guys in the inner circle who are like, oh, I'm going to send pedals in. Like the guys today, Adam Dolhanek right, right, and Tyler Aldridge, who yeah. I actually have a shirt for Tyler too. Um, because when you're in the inner circle or even at the best friends level, like you get all, all of our swag just sent to you whenever it comes in. Uh, so those guys, I'm not even going to have to mail them individually. I'm just in there. put the stickers in, in the case of Tyler, the sticker on the shirt, uh, back in his package for the return shipping.
1: Nice. So it's going to be great. Oh, I, I have something new to talk about that. I just remembered. (laughs) Oh, what's up? Speaking of stickers, uh, Uh, So I sold a pedal recently on Reverb, and I got a super low ball offer on it.
0: Oh yeah, from
1: the Mothership, which is the uh, which is like the in house buying and flipping division of Reverb, right? I have no idea. I, I know some a lot of people say that it's like in Chicago, in the same building as them. Is is my understanding? But maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe they want to correct me on that. But that's my understanding. So anyways, the guy gives me a super lowball offer. I write back, very diplomatic, and I say, uh, basically, is there a reason for this number? Or uh, what's going on here? Because I don't think that's a fair price. And so he came back with a more fair offer. Right. And, uh, and was like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to You know, offend. I just thought I'd try. <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is funny and uh and so i ended up we ended, i think we uh, we haggled back and forth a little bit more and I ended up accepting an offer from him but the whole concept to me of this buying and flipping division within their own company or with that's somehow connected to them i think it says on on their page that they're associated with reverb or what's I've the never, parent company I've chicago music chicago
0: no well it's not a parent company they're they're just sister companies like the same founder Right, they're right. not
1: they're uh, they're 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 a family. Sure, they're a family they're across and the street from each other, but right. they're
0: technically supposed to be autonomous, from what I understand. Right, but you
1: know they're 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 working it at both ends, which I think is funny, and I don't have any problem with it. Like they're looking at their own business model and going, like, "Hey, this works. We could we could make some money on the side with our own business," which is hilarious to me. And uh, more power to them, I guess. Uh, as long as you're out there and being aware and not. And being, you know, a, uh, a good flipper and listening to all the tips that we give you, you're not going to get taken advantage <laughs> of ever, anyone. But uh, no, I, don't know. I think that's it, interesting.
0: They're kind of looking for, it seemed like they're kind of looking for uh, stuff that has been possibly sitting around a while. Or even if it's like newly listed, like there are some pedals that like, there's just not a ton of them out there. So right. I, I thought that one was kind of interesting because I, your listing, even at the price was at, was like the cheapest one it was. on there.
1: Well, there was a – I'm not going to say the, the name of the pedal. I don't want to put any of that information out there. But there was one that was in an older version of the box.
2: Oh, right. That
1: was, that was cheaper, but the newer version with the different size box is the, uh, the preferable one. Right. For most people right. so I I was priced above that one and I think he was trying to haggle me to be as cheap as the other one right and I'm like I'm not going that low no way dude because <laughs> the next one that was the same version of mine uh was much more expensive than mine right so
0: I just got feedback for the hall of fame mini that I shipped out like weeks ago I got the rever- uh, I got yeah. the no- the feedback notification day. I was like cool
1: you know it's funny because they they hand you for the feedback they give you the little like notice up there like oh you have three messages waiting or something like that yeah they want you to give the feedback immediately as soon as like the transaction is done before you even ship it out I'm like nah I'm gonna wait to see how this plays out you right. know like see if the person complains when it shows up or something oh, yeah. you know as a
0: seller like I guess I just always I've always kind of done it the old eBay way, which is like, oh, you paid. You you paid. I sent you an invoice. Or not like you bought. I sent you an invoice. You paid within like minutes. That's five stars. Five stars every time. The money is already in my PayPal.
1: Yeah. The old eBay way is how you roll, Steve. All right. Well, let's get into the ads. I've got nothing else to say about that. Uh, but look out for the mothership on reverb they will buy your stuff and if you're looking to get it gone quick then that's a good deal if not is you know do your due diligence and haggle. you know do not don't, don't, don't do don't give anything away is what I'm saying
0: right um, which ad do we want to start with the arbor sg sent by Alan oh, Chappell are we doing this in alphabetical order today are we I don't know arbor sg would be if, we're starting with a uh, this is $150 it's in champagne uh, you know, champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's a, that's a dad joke supreme, Steve. Um,
1: that's this, a dad joke with sour oh cream gosh. and cheese on top. No, I had
0: a I had a really bad one at work this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and my coworkers are just like, oh my, like people just like ready to go full on pitchforks and torches. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you out the window. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is an Arbor SG. It's in um, robin egg blue, and it says this this one's kind of a kid's beginner guitar, but it's been taken on a couple out au- au- tours. The writing's really small.
1: Yeah. You can zoom. And me, holds
0: though. up really well as a wild and spanky sounding guitar. Not in perfect condition, but set up with some new strings and blast it through a Vox amp. I think you'll hear the magic this little homie can make. Thanks, little homie. It always looks hella cool at basement punk shows. Um, it's kind of an SG, but kind of not. Uh, they're asking for $150. I think I said that already.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we checked prices, and they're, that's kind of on the top, high end. Yeah. Of these. One
0: of these actually sold for um, uh, like $125. Yeah. So, I
1: remember when these came out, and I almost pulled the trigger on one. Because I honestly, I think they look really cool.
0: What's the deal with Arbor? Arbor was one of the old um M I J brands, like back in the day, like Arbor, Lotus, yeah. like
1: kind of like an Aria cell brand,
0: right? Um, but I'm not familiar with this one. This looks like it's some it came kind out of reissue.
1: In, it came out in the early 2000s, I think, is when these kind of hit hit the market. But it's got a uh, you know the hardtail bridge, like. Where the bridge is the uh, the stop tail, right, like, like a, a wrap around, a Les
0: Paul Junior kind of a deal. Yeah,
1: and then it's got a single P ninety in there, yeah. in a position that looks really good to me. It's not too close to the bridge and it's not too far away. I think that's a really hot spot right there. Uh, a volume and a tone, obviously, and a kind of funky pick guard.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything about this is like we're trying to be an SG Junior without, right. it, Like completely being an SG. But junior. then the
1: top, the top horn is longer than an yeah, SG, and it
0: looks looks like it's a bolt-on neck, most likely.
1: Uh, probably. I would guess yes, just based on how deep the fretboard goes into the guitar. Exactly. Um, I just I think they look really cool. They're kind of like a weird mutated version of an SG. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the headstocks on them either. Uh, I have no idea how they play, but for if you can get them under 100 bucks, this could be a really fun knock-around, let-your-kid-use-it-if-you-don't-like-it kind of guitar right, right now. Uh, and also... Uh, one of these in pink is the header image for a Facebook group called Ugly Guitars Oh, okay. which is uh, a lot of fun if you're not part of that Facebook group you should go join it apparently there's two Facebook groups called Ugly Guitars uh you want to go to the one with the arbor the pink arbor in the header i'm sure the other one's great too but that's the one i'm talking about um so yeah i don't know 150 bucks i'd say no way on this
0: yeah yeah no, um this is you know the people who are going to pay 150 bucks for this are the people who recognize the Arbor brand from like back in the day and don't realize that this isn't like one of those. Right. Or they're just people who like think, "Oh, that looks cool. I want that." And they don't do any other research.
1: Yeah. I wonder what this guy paid for it. Do you think he paid like full retail like 189 or something like that? <sighs> maybe. Or maybe they were like 230. I can't remember. They were they were they started out really cheap. But yeah, 150 is just it's too rich for my blood right, right. now. Uh, but I, they just look cool. Yeah. I have no problem with the looks of these guitars at all. I, I like the black headstock, too, with the cream truss rod cover. It's all it's all like a really good color combination. Yeah, they really knock it I out of the I want this park. color
0: set on a guitar that I don't think is probably going to play like garbage.
1: Right, you want a, a nice guitar that looks like this. Exactly. Yeah, that would, that would be great. I want this with a Bigsby some sort of trim on it this would be a fun surf rock machine with a with a trim on it all right let's go on to the next ad and just kind of knock this out of the park uh which one was it oh this one was sent to us by uh by ryan from fuzzrocious pedals and it is a stainless steel electric bedpan guitar and it is seven (laughs) hundred dollars jesus oh man rare one of a kind no why kidding is, why is everything tonight one of a kind that's another thing on that on the arbor is the guy said it was ones of a kind like it's not dude that's a production guitar
0: no he's saying this one is kind of oh okay okay a kid's guitar gotcha
1: gotcha so this is a rare one of a kind <laughs> yeah electric bedpan guitar handmade in northern wisconsin Unique item player. plays great. Very cool. Uh And then there's delivery distru- instructions. You want $700 for this thing? And it looks... I mean, I know it's supposed to be a bedpan guitar, but it looks like a turd, right? Well,
0: here's the thing. Like, this is... I've been looking at this a while trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And basically, it just looks like... um he took a Stratocaster, he mutilated off, a Strat, chopped it up and attached a bedpan to it.
1: He 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 carved up a Stratocaster and shoved it into a bedpan, and then he cut the top and bottom horns off, and it looks like they're probably screwed in from inside the bedpan to be like in this really weird position. It looks like almost a cactus kind of shape like coming out from behind this bedpan. This is dumb looking. I hate this. I hate every part of this.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty rough. Did we already say who sent this in? Yeah, Ryan from oh, Fuzz, okay. Rush's, yeah. Fuzz
1: Rush's Fuzz Pedals. Uh, yeah, I, I do not like this. What did this start out as? What headstock is that?
0: That could be any. It's some kind of like weird knockoff headstock. It's not nothing I recognize.
1: I bet it's some kind of like hundred and twenty dollar import oh, guitar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's. It's nothing I, I've ever recognized. Watch, it's like some kind of really expensive like boutique guitar or something like that. But it does not look that way. It, this thing looks like cheap crap. Uh, you can even tell just by looking at the bridge that this is probably not a great guitar to start out with. Uh, but other than that, it's got strap functionality. I'm sure it plays just as well as the guitar did before it was mangled yeah. and shoved into a bedpan. I really, I really just don't get... I mean, I I like toilet humor. I like dirty jokes. I don't get the toilet humor guitars People that really, are like, oh bedpan guitar, oh toilet seat guitar. Like, well,
0: in some cases it makes sense because it's like uh, the toilet seat guitars. I understand because there's a the whole joke about like, oh oh perloid. It's just mother of toilet seat. Right, right. You know, but that that joke would work if they were making
1: the uh, if they were making the guitar out of an old toilet seat that was perloid.
0: Right right
1: that joke doesn't hold up it's, it's like just it's, it's this
0: really weird
1: joke that exists within our guitar culture of making these toilet seat guitars and then a bedpan guitar yeah and like what's like can you make a guitar out of any other kind of toilet thing like make it a urinal guitar or something
0: i mean somebody posted on the group this week a microwave guitar that was that was ridiculous <laughs> That was a stunt. That's not. That's not someone so to being serious. Someone attached to like a neck to a microwave. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that can't be. I. That's not got to be safe for you on stage. You plug in a microwave and play it, and uh, cook popcorn on stage. Like, <laughs> that's too. That's too close to your your Oh, was it still of, working? Yeah, it
0: still worked. Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> I didn't really look too closely at it. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't. I mean, I and I'm all for
1: jokes. I just don't get this style. Of joke.
0: Yeah. All right, let's hit this last one.
2: And this is um, sent in by you, Steve. This was
0: sent in by me. This is a 24 channel, 100 foot audio snake reel, $270. So basically, this is pro audio gear. It's a 24 channel audio snake. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, you're the worst. <laughs> You want to talk about my dad jokes, man. <laughs> I didn't even make that dad joke on my own. I stole that one. <laughs> um, so, this is a Carbon SK 24XR audio reel snake with casters. So, it's like on a rolling bit. This is a legit looking snake, Steve. Yeah. 24 channels and four sends, 100 foot on a rolling reel with wheels for easy transport. The stage box channels are 24XLR female, and the four sends are both XLR male and uh, TRS quarter inch the fan out and channel connectors are xlr male and the sends are female the ends are clearly stenciled for easy identification the cable also has branded strayed relief uh or braided strain relief sorry uh lightly used by a local church and shows very little wear new real mounted snakes are so expensive now often 1000 plus Few can afford them why pay more asking 270 um I sold this to this guy for $75. Oh my gosh. And he's now relisted it for $270. Basically, um, this is the Cable Snake 4 that was um, being used for a service that I used to play in at a ch- local church. Uh huh. Like, the last time I played a set with them was probably like literally 10 years ago. Wow. Um, and, uh, so I was doing stuff over there when the it was being used for this contemporary service. I think around the time that service like folded up because it just wasn't happening anymore. Um, that was like the last time this thing was used. So it's been in a storage closet for years. Right. And when I came went back to that church and became their youth music, uh, like their middle school, high school music leader. Um, this was one of the things that was up in a closet, and I was like, "Oh, like let's keep it because we might wa- actually want to use it someday." Uh-huh. Well, a couple of weeks ago, they're like, "We need to clean this closet out. If you see anything that um, you think is worth, that you think we could actually sell, uh, let's sell it. Otherwise, um, let's like we're just gonna give it either donate it to Goodwill or we're gonna like send it to the Boy Scouts or whatever." Mm-hmm. So. My original ad for this uh, was illustrated those points. Um, and what I wrote was if I can connect to my thing here. Oh, I can't. Never to mind. To your internet. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah, don't worry about uh, it. Basically, my listing was hey, I got this thing. Um, I want a hundred dollars for it. If I don't get money for it tonight, then I'm just going to like, it's just going to get goodwill. And I got a phone call from a guy. who's like, Oh, I don't know. And also I'm in, I'm a 50 miles away. I was like, Nope. And, uh, and then I got another call from a guy who's like, Oh, I don't know. Like, have you tested it? I'm like, well, it hasn't been used in 10 years. It was good 10 years ago, but no, I haven't tested right, it. Right, right. How are you gonna test the whole like, snake? I could I mean I've got microphones, like I could have hooked it up yeah. run like I could have probably tested it. Um, it just would have taken like half an hour to check every single line. Right. Um So I just told him I was like, uh oh, yeah, I, I could test it, but it's like it's gonna be a lot of work. Um and he's like and then he just jumped to it, he's like, Oh, well, will you take 75 like untested? I was like, done. There you like. go. And he was on my basically on my drive home. So I stopped by on the way out. Like we talked real quick um, and sold. 75 bucks. So it was funny to see it today. I um, sent a message to my uh, my boss at that church and I was like, hey, someone's selling that snake for 270. And and they just kind of laughed. And I was like, Yeah, you know, well, we got our money, and now this guy's gonna see if he can get his. Like, right. Because, like I said, we were just going to donate it. So even at seventy five dollars, like we got seventy five dollars more than we were planning on, oh, of course. on getting for it. Um, what do
1: you think the What do you think the the real value of this thing is?
0: I don't know. Um, snakes are just kind of. I feel like they're a hard sell. Yeah, it's very few people need them. Yeah, and this one is like a. It is a legitimate like pro level. Yeah, like, one. It, apparently, it's a hundred. He asked me how long it was. And I was like, I don't know. Just look at the picture. Like, I don't have enough room to stretch it out where I am, so I can't. I have no idea how long it is. It's going to be long enough.
1: I mean, um, if you're not using this snake, if you need more than you know, right,
0: fifty feet, so. right. Um. So, uh. So yeah, I just, I basically, I didn't really have a lot of information on it. I just threw it up and said, buy this, or it's being given away. Right. Be, you know ultimate best offer situation. Man, and, I wonder what uh, the real value of and it, saw it is. That's all pretty quick. Well, he's saying that snakes of this style are worth like a $1000. I don't know if that's true. You got gotta to f- find someone who wants to buy one used though. Uh I tried to look up um like the um stuff like this on just on Craigslist to see what they're going for in like other areas and I couldn't find anything. I just found a, I just, I mean, I guess I didn't bother to look it up, which is why I didn't find it. But I just looked up on Carvin's website. They have a conventional snake, which isn't a coil type. It's a hundred foot, same layout, 24, whatever, whatever. But it's just um, on a line. It's Uh just uncoiled, you know, do whatever. It's like that drop box. Right. Uh, and they're asking five hundred dollars for that,
1: huh? So yeah, I, two seventy is probably
0: fair for this. So I guess the use. question is, you know, he's saying it's worth a thousand, or not that this one in particular is worth a thousand, but that one similar to if it. If you wanted to buy a brand new one, it would be a thousand. Um, I don't know. I just I saw this today, and I was like, hey, I sold this thing, and now it's getting flipped, but I can't really be um that mad about it because i got what i wanted for it yeah. which is more than zero
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh interesting to be the uh the source of the flip material yeah so yeah. you're you are the one feeding you fed the uh the flip dragon for this guy yep you f- you he probably picked it up he's like i don't need this but i know i can get more for it
0: oh yeah there's a um... A Rapco Horizon 16 channel on musician's friend for seven sixty five. Sheesh. and that's with the reel, so that's like actually. Com- I wonder how much you comparable.
1: could. I wonder how much you could have gotten just for the copper in this thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, should we uh, should we move on from ads and do our topic? Yeah, let's do our topic for this week. It's so, uh, it's a good one. We're gonna we're gonna pause for a second to get set up. We're gonna do kind of a uh, an old school style pedal demo here. Yeah, we haven't done these in a while, and uh, some guys in the inner circle were begging for it. Uh, that's part of the privilege of the inner circle is that you get to have some kind of sway over what we do in our programming here. So I'm gonna pause and we're gonna get set up, and then we're gonna play around with a couple of pedals that we have here. All right, we're going to play through some pedals here. We have got on the board uh, the Carcosa from DoD. I just got this thing. I put out a demo for it. Go watch it on our YouTube channel. We've also got the Haymaker by Caroline Guitar Company. We have the Seraphim by new neighbor and we have the cosmonaut by matthews effects so we've got two dirty pedals and we got two very ambient reverby pedals and then also we have the, um, the switchblade set out so steve and i can switch between our guitars and we of course have a polytune mini uh just so that we don't sound so bad yeah only mostly bad and i'm uh, i'm gonna be playing through my mexican strat uh, with uh, these fancy pants pickups in here,
0: the McNally Nostalgia and Cornucopia, mm-hmm. the Nostalgia Strat pickups and the Cornucopia Humbugger. and then Steve has got the
1: Rony Little Stinker, yep. which has those Roadhouse uh, Supro style pickups in it. Correct. Yep. I forget. I know one's a Kingston. I forget the name of the other one. Right. You can look it up. You can find it out. Just watch our demo already. Well, why, why haven't you watched our demo? So let's take off the tuner here. And uh, let's start with the Carcosa, I guess. Get big and fuzzy right off the bat. But here's my clean sound. We're going to get a lot sloppier than uh, I usually am in the demos, but (laughs) that's, that's part of the fun here. All right, throwing on the Carcosa. All right. run through a couple settings. I'm going to dime the gains, the before and after. And then bring him way back.
0: really like this fuzz. I know you haven't had a chance to mess yeah, with it, di- Steve. Dialed way back like that, it's almost got a, uh, like, it's basically an overdrive. Yeah, like it's, it's basically it's an overdrive. It's actually really uh, I, turned you, up
1: well. I turned you on. You it up. Yeah, I
0: could... Like the setting that's on now, I could just use that as like a medium gain kind of thing. Oh, totally.
1: I can even bring it back a lot more, too. Like, that's not even the lowest setting. Switch in. it gets real light like i i've had fuzz pedals that go really really clean yeah but they're they're never really quite like oh i would use this fuzz pedal set this clean i could use this as an overdrive for sure i could use it as a as a light distortion
0: so is this just set up so it's got I'm trying to. I'm the trying before to see if I'm gonna, the it's before a before nob- and an after volume. The before knob is
1: your your main gain control. Right. The after knob is basically a bias control. Okay. So you can you can have the bias all the way down and gain the bef- the uh, the before knob and get a lot more gain. And then you can bring up the after and get way way more gain. It kind of pushes you into more like velcro ripping. Fuzz. Right. So basically, the way I interpret this is that it's based on a Maestro, uh, I think it's an FC. 1s is the model number, uh, right. which is a classic fuzz, and it's also kind of floats in this territory of of, of a Moserite right fuzz bright mm-hmm. or fuzz right. I forget which one is the right one. I think it's fuzz Fuzzrite. right, right. the 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 clone I had was a fuzz bright. So the Moserite yeah. is a fuzz right. Um, so it kind of runs in that super like you you hit your note and you get hit this wall of compression just just mm-hmm. like. Whoa and it feels like it's sucking all the room out of the air. And then it releases into this big Velcro-ripping tear. Uh, That's what it's based on, and that's what it sounds like when you've got the bias knob all the way up. But then bringing the bias knob back gives you all these kind of like light, gritty sounds and more overdrive-style sounds. And then there's a couple other controls in here. There's a high cut, which is really, really useful with the style pedal because uh, it's just famously... A bright, grindy fuzz. And then there's a switch that gives you some fat and thin options. So So that
0: was the high cut. With, I guess, no high cut and then all high cut. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like it's definitely something where, I mean, at the settings that we're at right now, it's not, it's doing a lot, but it's like, I feel like with the high cut all the way off, like it's not doing anything that interesting, but I'd imagine that there are settings where it would, it would be a little crazier. Yeah. I mean, the high cut is great for, like, say,
1: you're just all the way, you know, and you're just, cause there's a lot of high frequencies in this, like, like, slammed, gated sound. Right. And you just want to pull that back and not be so nasal. Also great if you want to use this as, like, a fuzz. I mean, as a bass fuzz, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's not spend too much time on that because we got three other pedals here. So here's the Haymaker. Yeah. From uh from Caroline and there's some basic controls here: volume, gain, uh shape, and also a high cut.
0: Or from our future video, uh, you got UFO,
1: sideways UFO, uh, punchy fist, basketball court, and Illuminati food food pyramid, food pyramid, food pyramid. (laughs) pyramid. (laughs) So this is kind of like a a take on your tube screaming screamer style kind of fuzz. i think the star of this thing i mean it sounds great by just as it is the star is the abc switch Mm -hmm. and the shape switch right i mean the shape knob or the basketball court knob those things are really what make this pedal shine uh besides it's just being a really well-designed circuit that sounds great in lots of positions uh, it doesn't have a lot of the drawbacks that I tend to hate about many tube screamer style pedals. Sure, uh, you, you got it's light and fizzy, but it's still got kind of a really good crisp, like hard rocking character mm-hmm. to it. And I always feel like with like classic tube screamer style circuits, I'm always fighting this weird like low definition, fizzy like there, muddiness. There's
0: definitely a thing in some guys. You know we'll say, well, some people like tube, tube screamer is just supposed to be a boost. It's not supposed to be right you know where where you're getting all your main gain from it, and people make the same argument for um like klon style pedals like oh, it should really just be like a more of a clean boost right, like adding a certain character, but the the truth is, I mean, you know you've got all that gain on tap, why not use it? It's there um, and for a lot of a lot of like classic tube screamer circuits. So if unless you have a really bright setup already, uh sometimes when you once you get into the higher gain and where you're really like getting a lot of compression from the pedal, um there's so much mids because of the way the circuit is, Right. That it those the mids with the compression kind of tend to become woofy like you're describing.
1: So let's check this out. This on the A setting is your classic kind of soft clipping, what you would expect from a green Overdrive pedal, basically. Sure. Uh, So let's let's turn this all the gain all the way down. See what we get. Really clean. Some basic EQ. We start to bring up the gain. And that's kind of like where I think most people use a tube screamer. Sure. Like kind of in in that territory. Like a little bit of light gain. Kind of a a, a little mid-hunt and quack. Kind of gives you some sustain. But I like I like to have some gain and I like to have some treble. (laughs) So that's where I like it. I mean, there's everything in between that. I think this thing just does a really great job of being a higher gain. green style overdrive sure you know <laughs> i don't want to call it a tube screamer a lot because i know it's not really that like right. there's other stuff going on but it lives in that territory for sure and it's definitely nodding it is nodding and winking at that uh you get a couple other settings the b setting is no clipping at all hmm. you'll get a big volume boost off of that if you want to use this pedal to drive a tube amp like that's going to be your setting <laughs> Like it just gets plenty loud on that setting. There's a lot of nice, very crisp grit here.
2: Let
1: we'll be all the way bright. Bring down the drive a little bit. Another setting I really like. I mean, I like all I like everything on the ABC here. Right. Like it gives you different flavors. And then C is like starts to dip into like fuzz territory almost. Like kind of like fuzz facey, where it's almost overdrive, but mm-hmm. definitely fuzz.
0: See what I mean? Well, we just got sued. <laughs>
1: Really versatile pedal. I'm really impressed with it, and this is on our, uh, our on our wheel of pedals right now. So you can yeah, win this.
0: We'll see how much longer it stays on there. But... I know,
1: right? It might be gone by the time I get this. Uh, well, not by the time the episode's no. up, but by the time I get the video up, <laughs> who knows? You know, I am taking video of this, by the way. If you're listening to the podcast uh be on the lookout for it on yeah, the if you want to
0: see all the settings that we're talking trying to describe yeah yeah you can actually see them on the youtube so do you want to play with this at all
2: steve sure you want to dial
0: in a setting what do you want you um want the classic? i actually wanted to go set it on the classic with the gain all the way up i wanted to, to try something sure do you want the pretty uh, bright sure there you go oh So what I've done is kind of like a, the, old, the old roll the old roll roll your own tone off. Right, right. Because when you're going like super high gain, I was like, that sounds really cool and really bright for like a very modern sound. But before you even got to the C setting, I was already thinking like, I feel like if you rolled the tone off on your own guitar, you'd be in fuzz territory already. Right,
2: right. Mm-hmm.
0: Steve Rao, everybody. So that's kind of got that like nasty Yeah. Like real nasally but still like just kind of falling apart. Yeah, this thing gets way nastier than
1: any other kind of like uh green overdrive pedal that I've used. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can get I can get a lot of these sounds out of my Palisades, obviously. Right. But I feel like this one like the Palisades is like an anti tube screamer. Where this one kind of embraces it a little bit more. Right. And you can definitely get uh, those classic Tube Screamer sounds a lot easier with this than with the Palisades. Uh, so let's uh, let's put this on like a light grit. Do that classic. Just a little bit of grit there. And then let's explore uh, the Seraphim. So this is a shim reverb from New Neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact that the light is blinking right now means that it is in shimmer mode. If you hold down the switch, it'll go into just a regular reverb mode. Okay. So you have uh, both, and you can select what you want, you know, on the fly.
0: Is the shimmer all octave up? Yeah, it okay. is. Okay.
1: So I'll I'll show you here. So it's on now, and see it still blinks, so you always mm-hmm. know what you're doing. to put this at a more reasonable setting here. Earlier.
2: It's a
0: really pretty,
1: uh, a Shim verb. I is
0: think. that is the pre delay controlled by the depth? Do you know? Depth is
1: how long it goes. So you dime the depth. Okay. And this this is a fun trick that I was doing earlier. So it's off, but that's going to keep running. So now you can be like...
0: Interesting. So
1: you can do kind of a uh, make pad sounds with it, right? By diming the depth, and when you turn it off, it's just gonna sit there and so, keep doing that. So
0: what does the um,
1: I'm gonna tune by the way? What does
0: the shim control actually control then?
1: Uh, it controls the amount of. I think the shim control uh, controls the uh, the um, like the wet dry mix. No, because that's what the mix does. Here, let me. Uh, you mess with it. You. I can't. You're tuning. Oh, that's true. I am tuning. All right. Tuning song. Let's see what it does. It is another mix knob. This is like dry, wet mix. But uh, this okay. is how much shimmer how gets, much shim- mi- right. gets mixed into the actual reverb signal. Hmm. So you get kind of a flat reverb there. Turn that up. Interesting. Something, uh, something I was having fun doing is you turn the mix all the way up, and now you're just straight reverb. There's no dry right. in there, and uh, you set the depth really low and the shim high. It's kind of a fun sound effect sort of thing. Those are sounds. They could be something someone has a lot of fun with.
2: You gotta play
0: ahead of the beat a little bit. Hold on, what's that? Why is Richard Dreyfus here?
2: <laughs>
1: I think that's neat. There's a there's a neat kind of extra thing you can do there. You can also, you know, dial your mix way back and have that stuff just barely in the background. It just kind of trails you. Right. So it sounds kind of like there's just a, uh, a key player kind of following what you're doing. Yeah, it's interesting. I,
0: the Seraphim is like a pretty popular pedal for guys who want those like octave, uh, the octave shimmer effect. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize the length of the delay between like your initial signal and it builds that so it's definitely building um it's just it's interesting i i didn't expect that i think it's neat you want to mess around with it sure
1: I think it's neat how it kind of builds in and comes in and out like it's got kind of a life of its own right
0: i feel like i need to spend a lot of time with it uh because it's such a like i mean it's called the mono shimmer it's not even like in a very technical sense like it's not designed to even really be a reverb pedal right right it's designed with shimmer. like that shimmer reverb it, specifically in mind well, so it's definitely out- like all over on that Okay, so all you gotta do is
1: hold it and then
0: and let go and it
1: switches modes. So
2: that there's regular reverb.
1: That's a really nice just full ambient reverb on the other setting. Can you
2: take
0: the haymaker off? So this is a little more I guess along the ballpark of no, I, I want to say what I expect cuz I I know what shimmer sounds like. Right. Um but well, this is a more
1: traditional like ambient reverb.
0: Yeah, one of the things I struggle with with my shimmer reverb, which is the I have the Alexander Golden Summer, uh-huh. is sometimes I feel like I don't have enough even with it with the effect cranked. I feel like I don't have quite enough shimmer for my uses. I feel like this has like too much shimmer going on interesting like i again this is for my personal uses i'm sure there are lots of people who listen to this who own this pedal who are like you're like this is the ultimate shimmer pedal so maybe the ultimate shimmer pedal is just not what i'm looking for i th-
1: i think it sounds great i w- i don't use shimmer a lot but i think this is a shimmer that i would use maybe i'll get a chance to to play with this at, at church or something like that mm-hmm. Uh, before it goes on the wheel I just I love how sweet it gets like it builds yeah. it builds into the sweetness whereas some other shimmers I've played it's just like oh this is just has a straight octave on it right and this is just so it feels alive like there's something organic to it.
0: it might be something where because I'm playing by myself because I'm playing by myself I'm not really like I'm trying to figure out like what would this sound like in context and I just can't hear it whereas if I was in a full band setting it would all just like suddenly make sense. I want to
1: try it with the Carcosa.
0: I also like how separated from the uh,
1: from your main signal it seems to be. Right. like it doesn't seem like you're it seems like there's two things going on you've got your dry signal and then you've got the shimmer that's in a a different mix whereas like other shim verbs I've used it's like the shim reverb is on top of your mix sure completely lets the fuzz through, so it's like anything you're doing with your drive is just going to come through without no problem. What are you going to do, Steve? Okay, Steve is in there fiddling around with stuff. Uh, Are you going to try to put the fuzz after it? You're going to have to really rearrange this. (laughs) Steve is going to rearrange the order of the board. Alright, so we've got the Seraphim running into the Carcosa. Which is then going to run into the Matthews? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not really using the Matthews right now. Right, right. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. It's not a sound I would use, but it is very kind of like post rock, kind of shoegazy, huh?
2: Here
1: goes Steve.
0: I actually feel like that's a sound I would use more. The problem is, is now the fuzz is at the end of my chain. Right. Which means, you know, there's a lot of other repercussions for that. Yeah. Not necessarily... I I don't feel like the DOD is necessarily one of those fuzzes that has to be first, but just more like if I just wanted to use like it as a straight fuzz. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just other order conflicts. Um, but I feel like I like the way the fuzz affects the... Shimmer more than I like the way the shimmer affects the fuzz.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a fuzz-first kind of guy in this situation. That's interesting. That's a crazy sound. That's like spooky that's like space <laughs> like space
0: alien stuff there
1: let's uh let's get into exploring the matthews over
0: here sure thing um this is the cosmonaut this is
1: um
0: maybe uh i uh, think the the cosmonaut was um matthews effects most recent standard pedal i guess uh you could say um in terms of, I know they recently came out with what some people think should be called the Astronaut, which was an astronomer cosmonaut dual pedal. Um, but aside from that, I believe the cosmonaut was the last standalone small enclosure pedal they released. It's effectively um, two modulated reverbs in one box. Um, like it's you will run one at a time but you've got the option to do uh two different settings one of the that's one of the neat things that matthews does actually is um they're all about putting out these pedals that kind of have their own presets already uh and they do that a lot i believe the what is what's the delay called you remember Uh. No, yeah, the conductor is the tremolo. Oh. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of it. He's different got pedal, he's got he, a lot of pedals. He's got a couple different pedals, not just the Cosmonaut, but he has another one that also has like built in a built in second setting, like a preset. It, yeah,
1: it's his common thing. So basically, you've got your first row row controls here, and then you've got the second row, and you select the second row of contro- row of controls with this guy here. You get a second indicator light. And so it's like you got two presets on this thing anytime you want, which is super useful because at your core you've got a kind of you could just have like a very simple like spacey reverb. And it kind of has your ambient like plate reverb right. thing going
2: on, and then you throw this guy on.
1: weird spacey modulated reverb territory or you could flip it any way you want you could have two settings that are very close to each other two settings that
0: are very far apart and that's one of the neat things you know a lot of times you have these pedals different from different companies where you think like oh i really i really wish i had two of these right and matthews kind of just go go went out and says why don't i just give you two of them
1: yeah i mean i don't think it's two circuits it's just two different control banks
0: right so it's like it gives you two completely different
1: settings that's something i was going to say about the haymaker you could easily have two or three of these on your board yeah on different settings and stack them and like have a great time they're gonna all work together and you have different sounds on each one you could have a light gain you could have a boost you could have a hard distortion you could have a fuzz like it's stuff like this is just so versatile that i could totally see someone having a bunch of them on their board uh, my recording stopped on the uh, <laughs> on the camera so I might have to put a uh, a error message there for a second <laughs> it taps out at half an hour basically oh gotcha so uh, yeah let's mess with the cosmonaut a little bit and then let's wrap this up This is the night of sloppy playing, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but uh, the anomaly is your is your uh, modulation level
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then you've got mix and you've got travel and travel is your is how long it goes and mix is obvious. Let's do like a super short. That's interesting. It sounds just like disjointed and weird and spooky and scary. Like, if you want to freak out your audience, like this pedal's gonna do it for sure. This a little less. I you know, dime the travel in the mix and get all the way wet here. thing but then also you you bring back that anomaly the modulation and you've just got your standard well not standard but you got a really nice like moody ambient sort of thing <laughs> for whale sounds you know you have a volume pedal in there and a drive or something you want to try it sure
0: Thank you. playing the
2: pedals by yourself yeah, yeah
0: I, I think the one thing i will say about the cosmonaut it's definitely like it's definitely designed to be an ambient reverb. It doesn't. It's not. My it's kind of funny. My complaint with a lot of pedal reverbs that I've played is that they're too. They're bright in a way that sounds like fake. Sure. Um, I know a lot of guys out there love the Digitech Polara, but when you had that one, like as soon as I heard, it, I was like, this just sounds it's like sound there's like, a like computer. these high-end yeah. digital artifacts. With the Cosmonaut, I would. Say, I wouldn't say this is a, a write out negative, but I would say that it doesn't. It's not bright at all. Like, no, you definitely, it's, you're getting it's a, something specific. It's a very kind of deep, dark sound.
2: Yeah.
1: It's kind of like your equivalent to
0: an analog delay. Right. I, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like. It's got a unique sound to it and if it's going to be, you know, in that class of there are only certain pedals that do this. Exactly. But if that's you need to be aware of the fact that there are only certain pedals that do this and a lot of times those pedals only do this. Right, right. Oh, so, even with the two different settings like you're ultimately you're dialing in two different fair like fairly dark reverbs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing on here that's, that's, that's a bright, you know, like, splashy reverb. Yeah. It's all just kind of dark and moody. Yeah. And, you know, kind of and muddy, but in a good way, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very specific. Both these reverbs are very specific pedals. Like, yeah. They're not jack-of-all-trades at all. And they're
0: almost, like, I mean, I wouldn't say they're opposite reverbs, but they, they're definitely in classes of reverb all by themselves. Absolutely.
1: Well, do you want to talk about the song and I'll play us
0: out? Sure. This song is brought to you by Ryan Burke. Oh, is it? Uh, no, give me a second. I got to pull it up. Sure. All right, this song it comes from Australia. Uh, this is a song sent to us by Lewis Shembry. uh, his band is called Baby Legs, says he uses a Zvex Instant Lo-Fi Junkie to get the chorusy sounds, which is one of his favorite pedals, uh, this song is called Abstract Directions, hope you guys enjoy it, later, bye.